Hi, welcome back to Eating Adventures. A food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up. I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. And this week, we're resuming our Opposites Alike Midwinter Break series for our part two. Um, last episode was our part one, and now we'll be moving on to the second half of our trip. Just for like a recap, I went to Zermatt, Switzerland for midwinter break. And I went to Tuscany and Florence in Italy. Zermatt is like a ski town in Switzerland, and you get there by a train, and it's very nice. There's like little restaurants and hotels in the town, and then the mountain is huge and lots of skiing places and restaurants to try. So what did you do on your fourth day in Zermatt? Well, this was actually the day there was a snowstorm, and we couldn't go skiing because all the lifts were basically closed. So we just walked around town and explored the little shops there. So we stopped by this chocolate shop called Ladderack, and it has these very cute little chocolates. And they're very different from the U.S. because there's more, like, cocoa flavor in them, so the chocolate flavor is, like, intensified. Is that the one that I got? Yep, that is right. Those are so good. Haley gave them to me. And my favorite one from the box was probably the coffee one. Yeah, how did it taste? The coffee flavor was there, but it wasn't super strong. Like, you could still taste the coffee, but it wasn't coffee overload. And then the chocolate was really smooth and soft. That's good. We love a good balance in our chocolate. Yes, very balanced. Yes, and actually my dad liked the alcohol (laughs) ones because they also had alcohol ones there too. And we also got some for my aunt and uncle. But yeah, it was very cool. Like there were so many chocolates you could choose from. It was basically like a bakery, but for chocolate. That's how they like organized the shop. There was also like chocolate bark, which are these huge sheets of chocolate with mixins in them and then some people buy like a lot of it so there's a lot of chocolate you can buy i saw that at like a kind of grocery store restaurant it's called italy well basically it's like a supermarket but fancy and then they also had like in the front of their store a section for like 10 different kinds of chocolate bark and we got to see them like do it it was really cool that is amazing I wish there was more fancy grocery stores in the U.S. Well, there is fancy grocery stores, but not as cool as those, obviously. Because have you ever been to a grocery store where they make chocolate in front of you? Nope. Exactly. Well, like a chocolate shop, but that's different. Yeah. True, true. But in the grocery store, they have a chocolate shop inside, which I think is cool. Yes. And in London. Have you ever been to London? I've yet to go. There's this place called Harrods. What do they have there? It's like a block of just everything. They have a restaurant, department store, toy section, kid section. Oh my gosh. They have everything. It's like a Costco, but better. Yeah, huger. I don't know if it can be better than Costco, though. True, true. Oh, that day for dinner, it was also a very controversial dinner. Let me just say it was an experience that I will never forget. So first we started off, it was at the Swiss Chalet, and first we started off with some fondue, a tomato cheese fondue, solid, great experience. We skewered like bread cubes and potatoes, like baby potatoes. We swirled it around in like a pot, and then you would like drip, let that cheese drip off for the excess, and then you'd let it cool, and then you could eat it. It was like a process that they showed us. Was it super cheesy, or was it like settle? It was, it was pretty cheesy because it was basically cheese and cheese and cheese and cheese. Lots of cheese. Yes, but the bread and potatoes balanced it out pretty well. That's nice. And it was very filling, so I don't know how that can be like an appetizer and you can have a main meal on top of that. Because we ordered that as an appetizer and we couldn't even finish it because we wanted to save room for the main course because the fondue is like a lot of fondue. That's what I kind of noticed in Italy. A bunch of people were ordering like four courses and they would like polish their plates. But we would order like one thing of pasta and then we would be full. Yeah, same. I think like they have different portions in the in Europe because they expect you to have like multiple courses, like appetizer, main meal, dessert, instead of 
like in the U.S., there's basically only a main meal and maybe an appetizer and like maybe dessert. But how do people finish that amount of food? I have no idea. It's crazy how much food they give you. But maybe it's it's different depending on the restaurant. And then after we had like the fondue and the appetizer, we got our main courses and I got a steak de venison with mushroom sauce and vegetables. And that sounds like beef, doesn't it, Chloe? The steak part does, but the venison does not. <laughs> well, I thought venison was veal because my mom told me that veal was baby cow. And I mixed it up venison with veal. So then I thought venison. I just automatically assumed that venison was beef. But you should never automatically assume with words you do not know. Do not assume. Because guess what venison actually was? Deer. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it wasn't, like, the worst thing in the world. Like, I understand how people can like it, but I just don't have a sophisticated palate enough to eat deer because it's very gamey, kind of like lamb, and you kind of need a drink to, not a drink, but, like, something refreshing to wash down the gamey taste because my dad says that's why he likes to drink wine with lamb because it helps, like, cut off the gamey taste because aftertaste is very strong and that's why lots of younger people don't like the taste how did it compare to beef was it just more gamey or was it like a different flavor the texture was a little tougher but it was basically the same besides that gamey taste like the flavor it just was not the same when did you figure out it was deer like the first bite or like after you finished okay. the whole entire no, I did meal? not. I did not finish. I had like three bites and then I was like, what is venison exactly? And then my mom searched it up and she was like, it's deer. Really? <laughs> and then the funny thing was that there was this deer like sculpture, not a sculpture, but like a little deer, a deer miniature toy sculpture on the window seal next to our table. And it was like staring at me. Ooh. I know, it was, like, so weird, like, a coincidence that there was a deer, like, toy right there, right next to our table, and I was eating deer. It made me feel really, really bad. Did you see deer on your trip? Um, no, we did not, but there's a lot of deer that come into our garden every year. You ate it for dinner? (laughs) And I can't believe I ate it for dinner. It kind of scarred me a little bit for the rest of the trip, but people like what they like, and I just didn't like it. But maybe when I'm older, my tastes will become sophisticated and everything will change. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't think deer is for me, though. How did you conquer the deer? Did you just order another meal or did you just was like, I'm done? No, I was like, I'm done. I like already I was already full, so it was fine. And it was like a big dish. So all all was well in the end, I guess. Kind of. Okay. Love that for me. Okay, what did you do on your fourth day in Italy, Chloe? So on my fourth day, we went to Cinque Terre. And Cinque Terre translates to like five lands, five cities, something like that. And it's this little coastal town like above Florence. And it was about an hour drive from our hotel. We stayed at the Hilton in Tuscany. Fancy? (laughs) Because I heard that you had humongous hotel rooms, Chloe. It was two stories. Oh my gosh. You know, in Europe, they're like, they're known for having like tiny hotel rooms and like yeah. tiny elevators. Well, it's probably because it's in Tuscany, because Tuscany is a lot of plains, true, farmland. True. So it might be, it's probably different. We drove to Cinque Terre. Our drive there was interesting. There are a lot of toll booths in Italy. So. You'd have to, like, drive up to this little, like, section, get a ticket, and then once you want to exit, there's, like, another toll booth, and then you have to put your ticket in and pay. But the problem with that is that it was all in Italian. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So we got stuck there for a while. No, that's okay. Every tourist has problems. Everyone in the car was panicking. And then we were there for so long that the guy behind us had to get out of his car Because we couldn't read anything. The machine was, like, talking to us in Italian. (laughs) There's supposed to be these, like, people outside that are, like, helping the cars get through if they have any problems. But they weren't there. Oh, no. And then the guy that got out of his car kept on pushing, like, the help button. The lady in Italian was, like, telling him something. I don't know what they were saying. 
And then she just got so fed up that she just opened the gate and let us go. Okay, that's good. Because European countries are scary, especially if they don't speak English. Same thing happened to us when we were trying to get on the train <laughs> to get to Geneva. We were so confused on how to use the, the train station in Switzerland. Honestly, everything is just confusing. It was, like, very stressful. But, you know, in the end, it's okay because it was a success. It was. So after that, we went to go park at the train station. We had another problem with the machines. We couldn't read anything. Oh, no. So we had to go in person and, like, talk to the lady. And then she helped us out. So in total, we went to three towns in Cinque Terre. We went to Vernaza, Monarola, and another one. <laughs> it's been a long it's been a long time guys it's been a while yeah it has it's only been like a week or no, two it's two been, weeks it's been like three weeks three weeks yeah okay anyways the first time we went to we hiked up to the top to see like the overview of the city was it worth it it was very worth it there's like a really long path hundreds of miles long just kidding i don't know how long it is it connects all the five cities together but the path is really old, and it's, like, all dirt and rocks. Great. And it's, like, up a, the side of a hill. <laughs> yeah, you want to be wearing some good shoes for that. Yes. What shoes did you wear? I wore my Stan Smiths. Okay, those are um, not, not hiking, no. too, but... I didn't bring okay, any you, hiking you made shoes. It. Yeah, it I think you have to be prepared if you want to go on that really long hike. But since you only did, like, a little bit of it, yeah, it was achievable. It was Mostly. achievable. So we opted to take the train because our family is not that big into hiking and we didn't want to hike from one city to another. That is a lot. And tiring. <laughs> yeah. Trains are fun, though. It was. Another way to get from city to city was a boat, but we didn't see any of them. That would have been fun, too. That yeah. sounds Because awesome. you're, like, driving the towards the city on the water. The water was so blue. If you Beautiful. search up pictures of Cinque Terre, it looks exactly like it's it. It's like... Imp- like impossibly blue it's kind of hard to imagine like an old city That's that so looks true. so cool yeah. yes i love seeing terrace houses my goal is to have a purple house we talked about this a little bit in our intro episode yes because everyone's main goal in life should be to have a colorful house because what other goal in life do you want other than to have a colorful house we were kind of talking about this when we got back to seattle so we were actually in seattle and we were driving back to mercer island and you know that like teal house the bright bright blue house coming from oh, yeah. seattle it, yeah we were like one Sinkatera house i know they the rest teach... of the island needs to do the same yeah imagine how cool that would be like we could all have colorful houses together like it would make would... it so much more lively yeah we would break the standard for what's pretty we could be like colorful houses are the new thing because right now, all of the houses in our neighborhood are, like, brown, gray, white. Boring. Blue. Yeah. I mean, my house is only, like, gray and blue. People need to branch out of their comfort zone. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Yes. It'd be the best. It could be the new Cinque Terre of Seattle. Like, we can also ask the other cities to join us. Like, once we've achieved it, we can, like, ask Bellevue, Seattle, and then it'll be, like, the Cinque Terre, the oh, actual Cinque Terre of it'd Washington. It'd be so cool. Because it'll be five places. And then it'd be a large Cinque Terre. With lots Obviously. of stuff to do. Yeah. We become a new tourist town, like the new Europe. Totally. I feel like we should start that, you know? Yeah, we should start you a revolution. You could paint your house purple, and I could paint my house pink. I'm on it. Well, first we have to start with our rooms, and then we can branch out. Well, I don't know actually, about that. <laughs> it's okay. We can dream. What else did you do in Singatera? A lot of the shops were closed since we went during, like, their holiday week. The first town had, like, no restaurants open. Even the, there was like account. a gelato place, and then I got some gelato, and surprise, then there was like surprise. a little trinket store, and then we got like a really cool tea towel from there. What did it have on it? Any it was cool like patterns? a map of Italy with like what all of the cities are kind of known for. That's so cute. We went to like a gift shop in Zermatt, and they were, they sold like underwear <laughs> with like the ski map of Zermatt <laughs> on it. It was so funny. <laughs> I feel like they've got some really interesting yeah. souvenirs. Tourists, they want tourists to buy it up. And they I mean, like, like, that works. Yeah, I mean, just, people will buy it. I totally would have bought it if I had money. But they also sold blankets. My dad wanted to get one. They should make thin blankets that are still warm. 
Because you know when you travel on the airplane and then they oh, don't yeah. give you a blanket and you wish you had one? But, like, if you take one, it takes up your whole entire backpack. True. True. Facts. We, we should make an eating become... adventures travel blanket. Yeah. A eating adventures set to take with you on your eating adventure. It can have your face on it. Yeah, it can have my face on it. And your face can be on the pillow. My face can be on the bag, and your face can be on the pillow. At the second town, we went to, like, the first restaurant that we saw because we were really hungry, and we didn't know how to get to the top of the town where all the other restaurants were. That's okay. It was good, though. Um, I got a pizza, and I kind of noticed that the pizza is very different from all the other pizzas I've had throughout the trip. It was really thick with a bunch of cheese. Yum. Love cheese. Like, what are the different types of pizza in Italy that you've noticed? Pretty much all stores have, like, the plain margarita cheese pizza. And a lot of them have, like, a meat lover's kind of pizza. That's yummy. Those are, like, kind of the main two pizzas that I've seen. But it kind of differs store to store. Some of them are really thin with minimal toppings, minimal cheese, and a lot of sauce. And then some of them are like an inch thick crust with a lot of cheese, a lot of toppings. Nice. So it just like depends yeah. on the restaurant's interpretation of what's best. Yes. That's cool. Any other cool aspects of Singatera? Each town is kind of different, even though they look the same. So the first town was more pinks, yellows. Wait, it so was more each, cohesive. Each had like a different color palette. Well, the third town was very different. It was really small, and then there is like this one centerpiece. It was the red house, <laughs> like a red farm. It was like a little barn, cute on the edge of the water. Imagine. And then that one's like the I don't know. The structure of the towns are just so different. Which one was your favorite? My favorite probably Vernaza. There is a town that we were gonna go to, but you would have to take the train. Then you'd have to take this bus up a mountain, and that was not very good. So then after the three towns, it was like sunset, so we left. I feel like three towns is enough for one day. Yeah. Very productive day. Speaking of productivity, on my next day, we went to two countries. We started off the day in Switzerland skiing, and then we skied over to Italy. You know what I was thinking? Yes. No. That sounds really cool. But imagine if you did that the day you left. So you could go to four countries in one day. Oh my gosh, that would have been crazy. But the thing is, we left... The day we Two left, countries we, is already a lot. I know, that that's that's enough. But we like left on different days. That's the thing. Like we didn't ski on the day we left. But well, when we skied over to Italy, it was stressful because we didn't buy a ticket beforehand, which I don't recommend doing. You should always buy a ticket before you go to a different country. So we were stuck, not stuck, but like trapped between like two lifts because we couldn't go up it without a ticket. So we had to go back up this T-bar. And T-bars, let me say, are very confusing to use if you are new to them, like my family is. And I might have fell the first time I went on it because I didn't stand up enough. But, you know, it was a learning experience. Learning experience. I'm not that into skiing. And I don't go skiing very often. But a T-bar kind of sounds dangerous. <laughs> it, it is dangerous, I feel like. Because the only thing keeping you from not falling down the hill is yourself like you have to hold on to it what if people are skiing like below the t-bar and then someone falls down that is what my dad did he kind of he like there was like a flat part and then he kind of let the t-bar loose a little bit and then going back up the hill he leaned back too much and he f fell off oh, no. the t-bar we have this on video because oh. he he was like oh my gosh so cool and he started recording to like show the his experience on the t-bar but then he fell so then he had to ski back down on the edge of the T-bar path. Very funny. I just, I was on it and then I saw him skiing down. I was like, oh my gosh, what did he Did do? he land on his feet? No, he landed on his body, I think. Oh my god. But I mean, it's, it's just like a T-bar is you have like the bar that you hold on to. Yeah. And then you like kind of sit on like this disc thing. Um, and then... You're, like, going up this path with your skis on the path. So it's basically just carrying you up, dragging you up. And then he fell off of that and had to ski down <laughs> the edge of the pathway. How yes. do they separate, like, the two countries? They don't. It's, like, they open 
this little string gate, and then you can just ski across. They don't even check. It's any a piece tickets. of string. Well, yeah, when it opens, they just That's take the board. That's so weird. Off. Yeah, and it just opens, so you can just go over there, and then you might not even know that you're in Italy because there's nothing. So it looks exactly. It. There's no like defining border. Yeah, there's no defining border. They don't even they don't check passports, or like there's no one there to like explain anything. Well, before COVID. Um, they would be, like, connected, so you could just go over there whenever you wanted. But then they kind of had to, like, separate it a little yeah. bit more. So, yeah. Oh, and then while we were in Italy, we got a very Italian meal, you know, some French fries <laughs> and some meatballs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very Italian, some soup. Authentic it, Italian yes. food. We were just very, we want to be careful, so we just went on a restaurant, like, near the lift. And the restaurant near the lift was not very Italian, but it's okay because it was still a pretty fun experience. How are, like, the restaurants and lodges throughout the mountain? Are there, like, a bunch, or is it? Yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch. Like, for there's a whole bunch of lifts in Zermont and in Italy, and there's restaurants sprinkled throughout the lifts, so there might be some on top of the lifts, some on the run, so you might, like, be skiing down and see a restaurant on the side. So there's a whole bunch of um, restaurants to choose from, but we mostly stayed on the ones that are on top of the lifts because they were the most accessible for my mom because she didn't ski all six days, and we still wanted to eat lunch with her. Yeah. But they were still very good restaurants. How did that work? Did you, like, go to the restaurant and tell your mom, hey, I'm at blah, blah, blah? And then, yeah, she would meet us there because the lifts, they're very easy for for pedestrians because most of them are either gondolas or cable cars so she could just walk on and then get off That's without nice. any skis yeah and then for dinner that day we got some crepes I love crepes <sighs> sweet crepes or savory crepes sweet crepes all the way i got um a chocolate one with strawberries and bananas and very good but it was cool because there was only like two people working and one person making the crepes so very personalized feeling customizable crepes yes customizable that's so cool crepes. i like when you can see the people like making your food yeah they were it's right so fascinating us. it was so cool she was so quick at doing it too i don't know how they can do it so fast master chef yeah literally masters okay what did you do on your fifth day in italy we went to pisa and luca in the morning, we went back to the bakery, Cafe Jolet, and I got some mini pizzas. How small were they? They were like one slice of a regular pizza, except that was the whole entire pizza, and it was like mini-shaped. Very cute. So I had that for breakfast. The rest of my family, I had some like pastries and coffee. We drove to Pisa. It wasn't that long of a drive, and then the first stop we took was to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. No way. It was a lot more leaning than I thought it would be. <laughs> In pictures, I think people exaggerate it, but it's not exaggerated. It's very, very leaning. That's, That's cool. the base of it. And then the top of it is sitting straight. So it's like an angle. <laughs> that is interesting. That is cool that you got to see in person. See, yeah. There's benefits of in-person visiting. But that was not a museum. Still different than seeing it online true we did this like tour thing so we gotta go inside of the building and then walk up the swirly stairs on the outside which is <laughs> very it made me really dizzy the whole building is made out of like marble and then over time since thousands and millions of tourists walk on the steps the marble is kind of like worn down so it's like the stairs are bumpy they're windy and it's leaning <laughs> oh gosh that's hard they should make an elevator yeah they should but i feel like if they add that it'll be a leaning elevator oh true and then it might collapse but who knows maybe they'll invent something of yes. a new invention but i feel like an elevator would ruin like the ancient part of it yeah it was but really cool was it worth it the view at the top the view is really cool we got to see like the overview of the city and just kind of like take in the city of pisa very relaxing yeah Besides that, there wasn't that much to do. There is another museum, but it opened like three hours later than Leaning Tower of Pisa. So we skipped that one. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And then we headed over to Luca. Ooh, how did you like Luca? Luca had to be 
one of my favorite towns in Italy. How so? It was really flat. It was an easy walk. Crucial component. And then the food there was so good. The buildings were really cool. And I had my favorite pizza and gelato there. Your two favorite things in one. Yeah, and it was only like a block away. They had this like little farmer's market when we got there. It was like locals selling the things that they made on their farm. So like there's a honey stand, there's a flower stand where they like mill their own flower. I love farmer's markets. A lot of their stores are really cool. It was just picture coming to life. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the pictures they show of like cute little towns mm-hmm. and like little alleyways mm-hmm. in like farmer's markets. And this was like a town that looked like that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I like picture this town in my mind like the night before we go and then I go and it's just so different from like what I imagined it to be. My family watched like a whole bunch of videos on what Zermatt was going to be and it was like completely different. Like I feel like they romanticized it a little bit more but it's still very cool because I thought Zermatt was going to be like huge like the town was going to be huge but it was actually smaller than I thought. But okay, it's wait, wait, wait. take away from the coolness. This is it. my imagination of Zermont. I haven't seen any pictures besides like the Matterhorn, but I imagine it to be like Whistler, but more mountain. Yeah, like you're surrounded by more mountains. Is it? It's kind of like it. I mean, Whistler definitely has more stores and a bigger town part, but I think Zermont has like way, way more hotels. There's like so many hotels. It outnumbers the number of restaurants, which is kind of funny. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. But yeah, it was definitely smaller, kind of like the town, but the skiing was like really good. So it it was different than our expectations, but it didn't like fail to... It was just different. Yeah, it was just different, but it was still amazing. That's so cool. The pizza place that we went to was really cool. I like chose my slice and everything and they like put it in the oven, their little (laughs) brick oven. And then after they were done, they were like, do you want it to go or do you want to eat here? And then we were like, to go. And then they gave it to me on a piece of paper. (laughs) Nice. Yep. So I was walking around the town, eating pizza on a piece of paper. You know, wait, like on a piece of paper, like a paper plate. No, it was like a piece of paper. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, A new experience. Yeah. But I feel like pizzas that are cooked in brick ovens are always the best. I want to build a brick oven at my house just for pizza. stand by that could be a combined effort yeah it could be so useful like you can do so many things in a brick oven we could have pizza nights that'd be so cool like in the summer you know oh my gosh yeah but then i feel like you could only use it in the summer maybe we could build a pizza oven in like california so then it'd be more versatile that could be your next project how about the gelato and luca how was that it was a huge coincidence back to my portugal trip my favorite gelato shop in portugal was this place called Santini. And then in Luca, we were like, hey, it's Gelato Santini. Oh my gosh, <laughs> meant to be. At first I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna get gelato because I just had a humongous slice of pizza. But, you're like, but then nah. we were like, it's Santini. So we went in, instead of using that like spatula, you know, that they use for gelato, it was like a little scoop, Ooh. like an ice cream scoop that you see at like Baskin Robbins or whatever. And then I thought that was interesting. And then I had it, and it was the best gelato that I've ever had. See, worth it. Gelato is always worth it. I mean, you could always squeeze it in. Do you think it was authentic? Like, more authentic than the other places? I do. Nice. Maybe not, like, super original. But it was hazelnut. But hazelnut always <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's probably because I got hazelnut. But the hazelnut was so good. I got hazelnut and you milk. You only got hazelnut. Nice. Dude, I want gelato now. We should open a gelato shop. Agreed. And then we can build our pizza oven at the <laughs> gelato shop. A gelato pizza shop. Your two favorite things in one place. Yes. One-stop shop. I think that could be a great business because there's not a gelato shop in Mercer Island. I agree. There's only... Well, there is a pizza shop. Yeah, there is pizza shops, but maybe we can add gelato to the pizza shops. We should. This is just like an episode on our fantasies, to be honest. Come back in 20 years. Yes, and these <laughs> things will come true. Watch. We hope. Okay, so moving on to the next day. This was the day where for dinner we went to one of my favorite restaurants. It was Restaurant Walt House. And it had like their own homemade pasta 
and a very cozy atmosphere and it was a restaurant that i recommended and researched so that is probably why i liked it so much because i chose it and i got a spicy shrimp pasta it was very good because the pasta was al dente and you could taste that it was homemade because the fresh texture pasta. was different yeah, yeah it was like fresher and the shrimp were so cool because it was jumbo shrimp so it was huge shrimp pasta how yeah. is the flavor it was good. Very simple, but still top-notch. Was it, like, garlicky, or was it, like, red sauce? Um, <laughs> it was, it was, like, a garlicky, I think. Garlic, like, white sauce, like, a cheesy garlic oh, flavor. Yum. I'm assuming. <laughs> For my fame memory. But the atmosphere was just so cute, because they had these little heart chairs, and it was all wood. Nice. Yes. And it was in, like, this little house. I love restaurants that, like, look like a house on the outside. I know. Those are so feel nice. like it's converted into, like, a restaurant. Because it's just so comfy. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting walking there because we walked. Oh, you and it walked was, like, there? Yeah. It was, like, pitch dark, a five-minute pitch dark walk. And my parents were like, Haley, are you sure we're going the right way? But I had my handy-dandy Google Maps, obviously. And it was the right way because Google Maps always pulls through. We went to this restaurant in, like, this random town, and it was pitch dark outside. Oh, God. All the signs were in Italian, and then our maps was, like, very, very lost. So we would be, like, facing north, and it'd be pointing, like, south. And then the restaurant that we wanted to go to was, like, under this little archway, but it was really dark in this, like, sketchy kind of neighborhood. <laughs> oh, God. And then we thought that the restaurant was closed, so then we went to this other restaurant, it was so weird. That is weird. But was we were the like, food good? It was so good. But we were, like, the only ones there because we parked at this, like, parking garage and then took this elevator up. And then when we got there, it was, like, empty and it was silent. Oh, It gosh. was so scary. That is scary because then you don't know if the restaurant is good or not. We weren't even sure if we were, like, in the right place. Yeah. When you walk out of the elevator... It's just the back of a bunch of buildings and then small alleyways. And there were, like, no street lamps. That is very creepy. Kind of sketchy. But, you know, you got what you wanted. We went Dude. there in the daytime on our Vespa tour. And it looked very different at night. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that before we went to Pisa, we went to the Vespa Museum. How was that? It was really cool. So they had a bunch of different Vespas from like their very first model to all of the different cool designs that they have now. We were supposed to go the day before, except you're supposed to like pre-buy tickets. Like what was the coolest design that you saw? There was one that was made out of marble. And I think it was really cool because on our way to the Vespa Museum, we passed this marble mountain. On your way there to the Vespa Museum, did you drive a Vespa? We did not. Oh, that was the day that we went to McDonald's. I think it was on our way to the Vespa Museum. Oh, yeah. You mentioned how... You mentioned before how yeah. there was, like, the Parmesan thing. We love McDonald's. Okay, now we're going to move on to the next day. On this day in Zermatt, I went skiing in the morning, of course. So the usual morning routine, you know, eat breakfast, got our skis from the ski locker, walked out of the cave to the lift, which was, like, right above our hotel, which was so cool. Because it was so convenient, and now my family is like, I don't know how we're ever going to go back to not being right next to the ski lift. Because Crystal, where we live, it's one and a half hours away drive compared to, like, a two-minute walk. That's crazy. And you have to drive back. Yeah. So, like, a three-hour drive in total. I know, but sometimes there's traffic. Just to go skiing. Yeah, sometimes there's traffic, and it can take up to, like, five hours. Crazy. Like, combined. How about ski bus? Ski bus? Well, yeah, but we wake up really early, and it's still, like, a two-hour, an hour-and-a-half drive. And then the snow conditions aren't even as good. But, you know, it is what it is, so I guess we'll just have to do what we do here. Maybe after you graduate college, you can just move to Switzerland yeah, and maybe, go skiing yeah. every day. That would be my family's dream. Well, mostly my dad's dream. He's already planning, like, Haley, in in four years when you're in college, since your breaks will be, like, all of December— we're going to go to the three OAs in France, which is, oh, like, a so really funny. big ski resort in France. And we're going to go there for a week. And then your brother and mom can come when Ethan has his winter break because he would still be in high school yeah. and I'd be in college. So, yeah, it's funny. But it's also, I think it's good to travel 
You go to different places. You guys are like the ultimate ski family. You travel the whole entire world to go skiing. It would be awesome if I could just do that all day instead of going to school. But, you know, school is how you get to travel, I guess. What's your next top place that you want to go to? Well, in the world, probably like France, the French Alps, because they're really famous for skiing. And I think the Three Valets is the biggest ski resort in the entire world. But then in the U.S., I want to go to Utah, I guess, and like Colorado and all those places because they have really good snow. But anyways, like going back to what I did that day, it was a chill day. And we just ate at a restaurant that was close to our hotel because we didn't feel like walking. And I got I got pizza, margarita pizza. And it was solid pizza, you know? Yeah. Top notch. Pretty average. How about you? What did you do on your next day in Florence? We went to three different towns. So we went to Siena, Volterra, and then another town with like 14 castles. Gosh. Did you visit all of them? We went to Volterra first. And then there, we just kind of walked around. They're known for their alabaster. What is that? It's like marble. And then you can put like a light under it and you can see through so we're like a lot of there are a bunch of alabaster shops we drove by the 14 castles because there wasn't really much to do there and then at sienna we just spent the rest of the day there eat any cool restaurants in any of the places sienna was definitely the most lively there is this kind of big plaza in the center where there are a bunch of restaurants which is cool and Were, were the buildings like different colors or anything it wasn't as colorful as Cinque Terre. Because Cinque Terre is Cinque Terre, it, it's, yeah. But they were mostly brick, stucco. They That's were like cool. reddish tan. But the roofs of the building were really cool. They look probably very like ancient, though. Like, yeah, they were very ancient. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Are they, like, the streets there cobblestoned? The streets there are so hard to walk on. But Those... I think it's so cool how they're cobblestone, though. Yeah, it's, like, original, so it's, like, mm-hmm. really, really old, so they're all worn up and everything. Siena was at, like, a to- the top of the hill, so we had to walk up, the like, bumpy road I think you had to, to walk there. up a lot of hills. <laughs> yeah, that was the day that we probably did the most walking. Yeah, you went to three towns, which I would say is very, very productive. Yes. The next day was very eventful. Ooh, what did you do? So we stayed in Florence, and then... That was the day that we went back to the sandwich shop. With the very long line? Yes, with the very long line. How can you guys, like, stand in those long lines? My family would just give up right away. And then we went to this really good juice shop, and we got some juice in the morning for breakfast. Yummy pear juice? No, it was apple, orange, and carrot juice. I love how they combine the flavors. I think that's so cool. It was kind of like a hidden gem. We were just walking to, like... The center of Florence, and then we saw the juice shop, and we're like, "Oh, let's go in." Spontaneous. Yeah, and then we Love went that. back. Did you have any cool pastries while you were in Florence? Okay, we went to this really cool restaurant. I forget which day, but anyways, they had Nutella balls. <gasps> what are those? So it's like, it's kind of like a donut ball, except with less dough, and then in the center instead of dough, it's Nutella. That so sounds it, like, so good. Bursts into your mouth. And then they also had pistachio cookies. I got a plain pasta with meat sauce. Oh, that's called like a good dessert though. Ferretti. Ferretti. Oh yeah, you said yeah. you something. You Freddy. asked me to try to pronounce it, but I couldn't pronounce it. That place is really cool. They only took reservations, but we didn't have a reservation, and they were like, "Oh, we'll we'll just make room for you." That is very nice of them because one time. While we were skiing, we tried to, like, find a place for lunch, and we went to, like, the very top um, of a lift, and we tried to get a place at this restaurant. But then the guy, like, wouldn't let us sit down. Like, we wrote our (laughs) name down, and then we asked them, oh, how long is the wait? And then he, like, crossed off our name, and he was like, no, only reservations. And then he just, like, left. Rude. Yeah, he, like, ran away. And then we were so confused. He was a worker? Yeah, he was, like, the host. The hostess. The host. Yeah, the hostess. Oh, my God. And we were so confused because his explanation was so brief and he didn't, like, expand. How long did you guys have to wait? Well, we were just standing there. We just wanted to ask if we could, yeah. like, there was a table. Oh, so at least you weren't standing there for, like, an yeah. hour. We were standing there for, like, five minutes. Okay. 
And we asked if there was a table, and he was just like, no, no reservation. And he just walked away. At least you could be like, oh, only reservations. Yeah. Like, come back tomorrow and then, like, make a reservation beforehand. Yeah. But he just said no reservation, so we were so confused. Wow. Yes. But luckily, um, we were able to get a reservation for Friday. So let's just go back to you, and then we can, like, hop back to me later. <laughs> okay. So at Ferretti, it's, like, a family-owned business. So the dad is the cook. The son is, like the waiter and then the mom was like doing all the pastry stuff it was really cool to see and it was another place with interesting meat they had rabbit meat did you try no did any of your family no because we used to have a pet bunny oh my gosh (laughs) i was so scared because it it was all in italian and then my google translate wasn't working since the reception is really bad in italy so I was like, I really hope it's not rabbit meat. And I asked him, and he's like, meat. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I just got the plain pasta and tried not to eat the meat, just in case if it was rabbit meat. Yeah, I you want to be extra precautious. I didn't want to be eating my bunny. Yeah, you didn't want to dis- disrespect your former pet. Yeah. Not cool. Um, Any other cool places you went that day? We also went to a restaurant called Zaza. Ooh, we went there twice. Name. We went there, I think, our first night in Florence, and then we went there our last night in Florence. So the first night, we got truffle fries. Yum. And I got a is gnocchi. The tr- is the truffle different there? Um, They give you a lot of truffle, Ooh. and it's very, very Bang flavorful. So I just kind of got the plain fries, because well, it I still feel... had the truffle flavor. Mm-hmm. Well, the truffle <laughs> fries they have here... In the U.S., you can't taste, like, anything. You can't taste the truffle at all. It just tastes like regular fries. While we were walking in Siena, we saw this truffle store, and, like, I was standing outside of it because I don't really like a strong smell of truffle. And then I could smell, like, the flavor flavor of truffle from outside. I think it's a very strong flavor. But it's so expensive, truffle. Like, the rare types. Yeah. But I think it's so cool how such a small thing can have so much. This is unrelated. But while we were walking, I met this dog named Rufo. He's a little doodle. He was, like, sniffing everything. And then the owner was like, he's a truffle-sniffing dog. Wait, that's so cool. (laughs) So she can smell the truffles? Like, she searches for truffles? Yeah, that's so cool. I don't know if she's joking, but, like, that's pretty cool. That is a pretty smart dog. Very smart dog. Okay, now to you. Okay, so this was my last day in Zermont, sadly. So our last, my last skiing day in Zermont. So this was our sixth skiing day. And for lunch, we ate at the Rothorn um, Restaurant Pizzeria, which is at, like, the very the very top of a lift. So there's, like, a super good view of the Matterhorn. And it's very pretty. Pizza with a view. Yeah, pizza with view. And this was the place where they, like, scolded us for not having a reservation. Oh, my God. But when we went there, it was pretty empty. So I don't know why they were so strict about, like, reservations. Because I feel like they could fit in way more people if they didn't have reservations. Or if they weren't so strict about reservations. Okay, we kind of noticed the same thing in Italy. We went to Zaza, and we went, like, right before they opened. So they have this outdoor seating area, and then they have the indoor seating area. And then we didn't have a reservation. Well, we called in advance, and they were like, oh, we don't have a reservation. But then we went in person just to, like, double check because we were in the area. And we were like, oh, we might as well see if they have, like, an open table or, like, a canceled reservation. And then they are like, oh, yeah, we have lots of tables. Yeah, which makes So it's kind of, like, opposite. I feel like restaurants should have, like, a reservation thing. And, like, a wait list because yeah. they can fit more people. But maybe it's, like, so, also staffing shortages maybe because of COVID. I don't know. So the first time we went there, we sat in, like, the outdoor area. And then the second time we went inside, we thought it was just, like, a little, you know, a little restaurant. It was ginormous and they had so many empty tables. Oh we were, like, how do you run out of room? I know, like. You can also make more money if you sit more people. Yeah. The tables were empty. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get it. But, yeah. Like, going back to the pizzeria thing. Of course, I got pizza. Um, what kind surprise, of pizza? Surprise. Okay, it was, like, a ham mushroom pizza. So, very solid. Very good. It was, like, a thin crust, too. Yeah. So, you know, pretty regular good pizza. Mm-hmm. Good fuel for skiing. 
Oh, for dessert, we actually got profiteroles, which are like cream puffs with filled with like pastry cream. And then, like, more cream on top and then dipped in chocolate. Yummy. So it was a lot of cream, but very good. My brother really enjoyed it. Did it, like, explode when you took a bite? Yeah, it yeah. did. There was so much cream inside. But it's funny. They put, like, pastry cream inside. And then they also, like, decorate the plate with whipped cream. So it was, like, a cream overload. But it was good. And then that was my lunch for that day. And then for dinner, guess where we had for our last night in Zermont? mcdonald's yeah no you did not <laughs> we, did. we did have mcdonald's for our last day so i got chicken nuggets and brother and parents got chicken sandwiches that's so funny yeah so for our last night in Vermont, mcdonald's did you see their new like i don't know how new it is but it's like a land air and sea so it's like chicken beef oh my gosh and yeah fish. i saw that that's like a, a big a big sandwich and then on my last day, we went to this really cool paper shop. What did they sell? So this guy, you know how paper has, like, patterns on it? Yeah. So this guy made his own patterns. It's kind of like hydro dipping. So he, like, splattered this paint all over the water and then, like, swirled it around and then dipped the paper. And then it was really cool. That sounds like a cool thing to buy for, like, decoration. Yeah. Or, like, origami, like, yeah. imagine. Make origami out of that. And then he also made his own, like, leather products. So I got a little wallet with, like, that same hydro-dipping kind of paint. And then he, like, put my initials on it. It was really cool. So it's, like, personalized wallet. Yeah. Extra personalized. The material and your name. And then we went to this place, and I got some more Nutella crepes. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And coffee. Well, I didn't get coffee. And everyone else got coffee while I ate, I ate my crepe. We went to this really cool restaurant, and I got some garlic pasta. Ooh. Well, how was it? Good flavor? It was very, very garlicky. Too but much it was garlic. very fresh. That's the garlic good. was kind of, like, in my mouth for a while. But it was worth it because it was so good, yeah. right? Since we got there before they opened, we kind of just walked around the town. And then we went to another pastry shop who had the same, like, Nutella balls. But instead of Nutella, it was, like, apple pie filling. <gasps> that sounds amazing. And then it was also cream filling. Did you try any? I did not. I was so full for my pasta. <laughs> I feel like they have all these little pastry shops and stuff that I really want to try. It's just you're so full we were from so, your yeah. other meals we were that you so can't We so full that them. we just couldn't eat. It just there's too many things to try, and it's, like, hard to balance them all. <laughs> yeah. oh, we just kind of went shopping. We walked around. And then we went back to Zaza for dinner. Okay, the whole entire trip, I was kind of, like, looking for smoothies because I, I was really craving a smoothie, except there were no smoothie shops. That's so too bad. I was like, yeah, at every single restaurant, I was, like, looking on their menu to see if there's a smoothie. And then my brother, the first day we went to Zaza, was like, oh, haha, they have a Zaza smoothie. And I was like, no, they don't. Did you get one? Well, I didn't believe him. Oh, and then... Well, can't you just look at the menu and see? Well, that was after. <laughs> oh, after you ordered? Yeah. On our second meal at Zaza, I looked on the menu and they actually had a fruit smoothie. Did you try it? I tried it and it was the best smoothie that I've had in Italy. Well, it was the only smoothie that you had. No. It was the second smoothie you had No, in I had the... Watery one. I had the... No, it was like the sandwich one. While oh. they were waiting at the sandwich mm -hmm. shop, we went to the smoothie and I got it. And it was... Not it good. had a lot of seeds in it. Another one was a yogurt smoothie, which was not It just enough. tastes like yogurt, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when they put too much yogurt in a smoothie, you can only taste the yogurt. Especially if it's, it was like, like, a distinctive sour. flavor. Yeah, it was, like, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt is sour. But anyways, at Zaza, I didn't get, like, my own meal. We kind of shared a meal. So my mom got some truffle pasta, and then we got a side of rosemary potatoes, I got my Zaza smoothie, hey. <laughs> and then my dad, my brother, and I shared a three-and-a-half-pound steak. How do they make it so big? It was humongous. It was really oh thick. So they were like, oh, how do you want it cooked? And we were like, medium, because that's how we normally mm -hmm. get it cooked. Except when we got it open, the whole entire thing was raw. Was it still good, though? <laughs> um, Too raw they, for you? They were like... If it's too raw, we can cook it more. Did they cook it more? So they, like, 
blowtorched it, I think. So it was charred. <laughs> did it actually cook it more, though? No, they did. Okay. Because before, it looked like, um, you know, like raw meat that you would get mm-hmm. at QFC. <laughs> I was kind of freaked out by. But it was really good. That's good. That's a lot of steak, though. And then the But ta- at least there was a lot. Yeah. The table next to us got that, and they all got their, like, own order of... <laughs> yeah. How did they, they got like four courses? That's way know. too much food. Yeah. How about you? But when we ordered steak in Switzerland, the portions are so small, so I feel like it's opposite. But that sounds trivial. spectacular, spectacular <laughs> steak. What time did you leave to the airport the next morning? Well, we left at like ten after breakfast to go to the train station, and we took the train to Geneva. And actually, funny oh, yeah, story. yeah, you guys had to take the train. It was a long, long journey. Like, it was supposed to be, like, a direct train from Geneva straight to the airport. But when we were, like, an hour away from Geneva, the train, like, had to stop. So everyone had to get out because there was, like, disruption um, on on the tracks, like, ahead. Because oh I think gosh. someone jumped in front of a train. That's so, so scary. There was, like, a fatality. And so everyone had to get off. And there was, like, no trains running to the demon airport so we had to like wait 30 minutes were you late so well we didn't have a flight that day we had the flight the next morning so like we took the oh because you stayed in geneva yeah we stayed in geneva because we had an early flight the next morning and we didn't want to like risk it with like the trains since they don't run early in the morning or late at night so so we just arrived a day early so Imagine we, the people that had a flight that day. I know, because they had to, like, rush. They had to, get, oh like, get God. a taxi or something. But then eventually we got on a train and made it to our hotel near the airport. Yeah. But it took, like, four hours or, like, five hours when it was only supposed to take, like, three. It's crazy. How was your day in Geneva? It was It was good. It was my mom's birthday that day, so we had, like, oh. a birthday dinner there. We went to Old Town Geneva, and it's actually very pretty. It's kind of like Fifth Avenue, Paris mix. That's so So there's cool. like a, a lot of shops yeah. on like the strip. Did you guys just go shopping old. the whole day? Well, we got there late. We got there at like five or oh. four. So we just walked around a bit and then we had dinner. That's nice. Yeah, it was. At this place called Pasta People. And it's funny how the name is in English, but their entire menu was in French. <laughs> um, so it was a journey figuring out what each thing meant but i use my french tools to contextualize kind of you're putting it to good use yes i tried to put it to good use but it wasn't very useful but that's okay and then i got a penne pasta with spaghetti sauce and meatballs i think yeah and then my brother got gnocchi with bacon and onions Okay, I've noticed that their gnocchi is so much different from here. Yeah, it's It's more fluffy. It is. It's way better. It's way, way better. You can taste, like, the potatoes. Okay, and then after we had, like, our main courses, it was my mom's birthday, so we got dessert. So we ordered, like, a chocolate cake with ice cream and then a cheesecake. And then they brought out, like, a huge candle thing, but it wasn't a candle. It was, like, the sparkler one, which is really cool. I love the sparkler ones. So we got to, like, sing happy birthday and all. And then the dessert was very good, you know, very chocolatey. Yeah. So, yeah, the cheesecake was very fluffy. It didn't taste like American cheesecake, but Mm -hmm. it was still very good. That's nice. And then for our dessert, it wasn't anyone's birthday, but we had... This was at Zaza. It was at Zaza, yeah. We had a coffee ice cream. So it's, like, a scoop of ice cream with... I wasn't really sure it was on top. Maybe like caramelized hazelnuts, if that's a thing. That sounds that's what it so kind of tasted though. like. And then they like Very poured complex. like a little thing of coffee on top. That's fancy. Well, we left the next morning at like four a.m. to the on airport. The flight. Oh, how was your flight? <laughs> it was interesting. Our flight to Amsterdam went by really fast. At the airport, they had different Pringles. Ooh, which ones do you get? I got hot and spicy pringles and then we also got paprika pringles and they were actually really good we got the paprika pringles too my brother got them at the airport no they were i think they were at like a grocery store in switzerland but we tried no, them uh, when we got home but yeah we got the paprika, those too 
It tastes... I feel like it's the same as the hot and spicy, except hot and spicy is more, like, seasoning powder yeah, stuff it wasn't, on top. Yeah, it wasn't that spicy. It was, like, faint spice. But it was cool no, to try. No, the hot and spicy one was kind of good. Oh, we should have gotten that one. But that's so funny that we got the same thing. And then at the airport, we also got waffles. Which types? Like, with We caramel? got the original one with the caramel inside. Solid. What do they taste like? They're really good. They were, like, soft really thin waffles with like a layer of caramel inside but the caramel like you know how it usually gets stuck in your teeth yeah yeah it didn't really do that that's good because sometimes like over time the caramel gets like hard yeah and then it's hard to eat but then i heard it still tastes good i heard that to help that you like warm it up so some people like put it over their coffee we did that for a fifth grade party we did that we got waffles, and then we had like a cup of hot chocolate and then we warmed it up. It was so That good. sounds so nice. So fancy for a fifth grade party. Oh my gosh. But I miss Stroop Waffles. The Amsterdam airport reminds me of Ikea. It's so big. There's humongous. Like little wings that have like no stores. And then you get to the center and there's everything. Yeah, there's so many stores. Like flower stores and like souvenir shops. Yeah. Like clothes. There's anything you can think of. They even have like all the designer shops. How was your time at the Amsterdam airport? Short and sweet. Well, like we wanted to get through security quickly. So then we did that. Okay, wait. In the center, did you have to go through that like really long line to like get your stamp on the passport? That took so long. I know. It's so annoying because it takes forever. But you know, it is what it is. It's like annoying to have to go through it multiple times in a day since you like hop airports and stuff. Yeah. But when we arrived I, back in Seattle, we had to go through security again. And that took forever because That took the a lot line, longer, yeah. The line was, like, kind of inefficient. But we didn't have to, like, wait as long, I feel like. True. Since we were, like, the first flight to come in, we were lucky that we didn't have to be in, like, the very back. Yeah, is, that like, was what we experienced in. in Seattle. Ours was, like, early in the morning, I think, when we got back. So our plane was, like, the only one in line for... That's good, because it it gets annoying when there's, like, multiple planes, and then it, like, jam-packs the line. Oh, yeah. I was so tempted to stay and get a meal and then get in the long line, because they're always like, oh, who's the next flight? 10-15? You can skip the line and go to the front. But then it's also, like, risky because it's an international flight, and you really don't want to miss it. Very tempting. But it's not smart. Yeah. But I like how in the Amsterdam airport, like, the restaurants all have their own unique storefront. Their storefronts, some of them look, they make it look old. So there's yeah. like bricks and arches. And then some of them they make like modern. So there's a bunch of windows and metal bars. On our way there, we were in the new wing of the SeaTac airport. Have you been there before? Oh, yes. It's so different. Yeah, they really remodeled it. Impressive. Yeah. What was the highlight of your trip? Like the favorite thing? The place people should visit if they ever go to Italy or like Tuscany and Florence? I feel like it's not really a specific place or thing, but just the contrast of Tuscany and Florence. Like, Tuscany, we were we did leisurely activities. We kind of took the day, went with the flow. If we wanted to do something, then our schedule could, like, fit it in, which was really nice. And then Florence, we just go, go, go. <laughs> a lot more busy. But That's I cool. would say... Probably the cooking class in Vespa tour. So if anyone ever goes to Florence, go on a Vespa and take a cooking class. And don't go to the museum unless you like looking at statues and paintings. I think you um, represent a small number of people that don't like museums, but it's okay. I think I represent majority of the world. No, you do not, Chloe. (laughs) We love museums. What's your pro tip of going to Zermatt? I think you have to really plan because it's a lot of work, like, getting there. So make sure you, like, know how you're going to get there. So if you're going to take the train or anything. And download the train app because it helps you not get lost. But while in Zermont, make sure... Unless you have a super secret special navigator. Yeah, like a tour person or, like, a guide. Or someone that's really smart. Yeah, or a, a local. A local is good. But we don't know any locals in Switzerland. Okay, in Zermont, make sure to explore the entire mountain because it's so big and vast. There's so many things to do. 
And then when you ski over to the Italy side, make sure to buy a ticket before you ski over so you don't end up in a stressful situation. And yeah, that's what you should do if you go to Zermatt. Oh, and try cheese fondue because cheese fondue is very fun. What was your favorite restaurant? Probably the Waldhouse restaurant because it was my recommendation and it was very good. <laughs> And it was just, like, such a nice vibe because they had, like, these cute little chairs with, like, hearts in it. And everything was, like, heart-themed and all wood. And the decoration was, like, kind of Germany-inspired, I think. That's cool. So it was a cute little place. So, yeah, I think that concludes our Opposite Alikes Midwinter Break series. It's been a long, long journey, but we finally made it to the end, sadly. We might talk about it sometime again yes like little snippets in our other episodes but if, if you, you ever like visit any of these places make sure to buy some pasta and bring it back home and try some cheese fondue and swiss favorites and chocolate you can download our show on spotify amazon mm-hmm. music and your other favorite podcast platforms listen to uni adventures every wednesdays at noon and you're listening to kmih 88.9 the bridge